Welcome to the early edition of After Hours. Usually I'm getting cut and trimmed, but now I have an extra half hour and there's no better, better, better person to fill that time for the next hour than my pal Mike Houlihan. We're going to talk about his new latest book. It's your fourth, right, Mike? Yes. Thank you. Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> for counting to four yeah yeah that's good uh it's called it's titled chicago irish mythology there's going to be a party this week for it about mike houlihan i once said <laughs> or wrote there is only one mike houlihan and though he has artfully and energetically and successfully tackled many artistic endeavors actor producer filmmaker it is as a writer that he achieves what is not only the top of his game, but also gives joy to readers. This latest gathering of stories is firmly focused on people, and through this wild and wonderful crowd, he manages to get to the heart of our shared humanity. That was me. Thank you. That was me at one of my most polished and poetic. Dynamite. Yeah. How did this book come to be? It is a it is a gathering of, of uh, stories that you wrote in, in some other venues. Yeah, I wrote for the Irish American News for twenty years, and two books came out of that: hooliganism and more hooliganism. Clever uh, titles. Yeah. Um, and so I thought I had these stories about. Uh, Irish-American mythological characters that I just made up. I had some fun with those. So I had about four or five of those. And I you know, I thought, is it a whole book? What? Then I started writing for the Irish Echo, which is based in New York, but actually global. It's all over the place mm-hmm. now. And uh, so they had me do personality pieces on people from Chicago, Irish people in Chicago. I said, well, I know a lot of them. So a lot of them have gone into the book, like Skinny and Pickle Joyce. Catherine O'Connell. Yes, Catherine O'Connell. I mean, that's one of the highlights for me because it starts with... You know a lot of those people. Yeah, Yeah. I do. And Well, I always... I like reading about people I know because in many... Uh, instances, I don't know them as well as I thought I did. And you you have a, a... a facility for getting to the heart of these people, and you too are a poet. You have uh, a foreword by my former colleague oh, yeah. John Cass, and you wrote a couple pieces for John's uh, yeah. for John's JohnCass.com website. I have, and I've also received quite a bit of hate mail because of it. <laughs> That's the nature of what John does. His though. audience is nuts. <laughs> you know, it's like take it easy. <laughs> Anyway, it's a, well, you've, you've received eight mail from a variety of things you've done <laughs> yes, over, I have. over That's the true. years. Yeah. Uh, how many pieces are in this book? It like I about think there's 30, like 35. 35? Like yeah, yeah. And it was just published. Is this your publishing house? Yes, it's Abbey Field Press, for a department of... I have a small, not-for-profit public charity, Hibernian Media, and we have a film festival, and we have two radio shows, and we produce films... And this is our publishing arm. Is this the first book published by uh, by Abby Field? No, Abby Field also published uh, the, the Rahm Emanuel book, Nothing's on the Square. Yeah. Uh, so this is the second book, yeah. Well, let me get your take then, since you were deeply involved. You've been deeply involved in politics your whole life, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Not by choice, but you know, sometimes that's where the money is, you know? Are you hopeful for the new administration? No. I'm very disappointed in the whole thing. I'm if I had the dough, I'd move out of town. Seriously. Wow, you think yeah. a lot of people are going to do that? Oh yeah, and the police are all. What about? Leave. I mean, you hit your radio show basically is devoted to first responders and yeah. police and firemen and uh, EMTs and all that stuff. 
what do you what is your sense from them <laughs> you know it was bad enough before this guy got elected because 2020 was like war on cops sure sure it was really bad and that's one of the reasons actually we started the show in 2019 it's dedicated to irish first responders cops firefighters paramedics and nurses because we feel they are the modern-day equivalent of our ancient Irish mythological warriors. And they are. Yeah. They're risking their lives every day, not for the money. And the thing we discovered, almost to a man, when you say, why'd you get into it? Why'd you become a cop? I wanted to help people. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Now, it sounds corny, but it's true. So this guy comes along. Now, first of all, all through 2020 and 2021, all these maniacs are saying, defund the police yep. and it's like are you nuts and then you got kim fox who's out of her mind mm-hmm. uh, you must be happy that she's uh, not running again she's gonna be around for another 18 months though. yeah i know that uh, i know that um so yes it's a very very sad state of affairs i i, I don't know what to tell you uh i was i had paul Vellis on our show twice uh things were looking good right up to the last minute but mm-mm. Didn't what work happened? Out. I think he ran a lazy campaign. I don't know what it was. I think he was trying to be all things to all people, and you can never be that for yep. one thing. And never should have debated. You know, didn't give the guy because he won by a huge margin in the initial election. Oh no, this question. guy had nothing. Nothing. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Uh, so I don't know what happened. That's. But you're not always, privy to that. But you know, you're ever you're always hopeful about this city. You, uh, yes, I am. This of is course. a resilient. <laughs> this yeah. is a resilient city. What other town would be, yeah. have the you know Irish American Film Festival? <laughs> we will talk for the next until uh, until five thirty about uh, this fabulous book with thirty some stories in here. It is called again Chicago Irish Mythology Hooliganism Stories Plus. More hooliganism stories. This is volume three. Right. This couldn't have been too hard for you to write. Did you rewrite any of the things in this book? Not really. <laughs> well, <laughs> put it all together. I wrote a couple of new ones, but I've been writing for the Irish Echo now for a couple of years, so I was building up a backlog. And and I've written sometimes. I have a website, MikeHoolahan.com, where I write stories. Um, I have a venue. You know, if I want to write something, I can get it out there. I have another thing called freecrack.com, which is a, a web blog, which is also a subsidy of Hibernian Media, and that stands. Crack is obviously yeah. the Irish word for fun and entertainment, but it's also Citizens Report American Irish Culture. So I have all those things I can use if I have something I want to say. Uh, well, so, this strikes me in, in this book there is a one chapter uh that shows a side of you i did not know you had you're a poet <laughs> oh yeah there, which one's that there's a well, there's a poem in here valentine oh for charlotte yes oh yeah that's my wait, granddaughter if you read, wait a minute if you read your own book <laughs> yes uh, i will Charlotte's later my granddaughter i will later in the program read <clears throat> this is not the have you written poetry before yeah you know who my poetry teacher was in college was paul Carol. Do you remember Paul Carroll? Very, very, very well. What a great guy. Yeah. And, and, a, he, and a character, too. He also went to Mount Carmel, where I went. So, uh, yeah, it was at the circle. And I walked into his class, and we just clicked. And I, that's where I started writing poetry. He encouraged me. 
you know. Uh, and I'd be writing about stupid stuff, uh, but he encouraged me. A's, I got all A's from Paul Carroll. Is God bless right? him. Oh, God rest his lovely soul. Yeah, that's where I started writing poetry. That would have been, geez, in the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. at Circle then. Yeah, yeah, I had my short fling with college at Circle. At <laughs> so same, that's exactly what same, it was at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. I'm going to keep Mike Willahan on all the way till five thirty, and. Uh, I will read you sometime after 5 o'clock his poem, Valentine for Charlotte, who is an unbelievably cute kid. Oh, she's she's 13 now. There's a photo in here. So thanks for tuning in early. You got a lot of Rick Kogan today, so stay tuned. We're just talking about our uh, checkered, Mike Hulan and I, our very, very checkered college careers yeah. uh, at Circle Campus. That was, well, when we went there early on, they, when they were still building the thing, that was a strange, icy place to me. Yeah, it had a wild campus, but it was those were the days, I gotta tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Well, better beat Vietnam, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> when did you, I know you've had, your acting career started in your youth really when did you really start to to explore the written word were you inspired by the plays you were doing were you inspired by theater actually this year it was 50 years ago in 1973 that i was hired as a on a student fellowship to the shakespeare theater festival in stratford connecticut wow so 50, and I got right on stage and was doing Shakespeare. We did that for four years, and I did regional theater for 12 years. And But I did take to it, you know. It was fun, a lot of fun, and uh, and acted with some great actors uh, on stage on, in some of the greatest plays ever written. Sure, you know? yeah, no you question. Can't, you know? No question I did King that. Lear with Morris Karnofsky. Do you remember him? Yes, Founder of, of the group theater. Wow. Yeah, and he wow. was very kind to me, and I played the fool, and he was Lear, and um, yeah, I met a lot of great people. I still have some friends from sure, that era, sure. but uh, I guess that's what made me an actor, that uh, kind of jump. You know, I was, I hadn't read Measure for Measure, and I was in the play, all of a sudden, okay, here I am. I, went, I flew to New York for six weeks before we settled in Stratford for the summer, and but that was 50 years ago, right about this time, too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think finally of those days. I certainly do. Yes. <laughs> I won't you, give you all the reasons. Yes, but yes. of course. <laughs> you wrote for a while for the Sun-Times. Uh, right. I, a lot of people I know, uh, Kathy Murray among them, uh, remembers that column very fondly. How did that all happen? I'm not sure I even know. Uh, Michael Cook. Uh, yes, was the editor the character and a half there? <clears throat> oh, he too. was a riot. I loved yeah. him, and um, you know that's funny because I invited him to the Plumbers' annual corned beef and cabbage dinner. Oops, and uh, and he came, and I said I <clears throat> I had him right there. I paid for his tickets. I said I want to write. <laughs> I want to write a column paper. in yeah, the paper. Yeah. That's how it used to happen, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? I got a lot of there's a lot of blowback about that. Oh, Hulan got drunk with him, blah blah blah. But that's how it happened. Then he had me come over to the press room and said, "Pitch it." And I said, "Well, there's all these neighborhoods, and I'll cover each neighborhood." And it was uh, great. I mean, I, how long did you do that? Three years. Yeah, it was wow. a lot of fun. 
That must have been very, was it weekly? Yeah, it was weekly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was banging them out, man, let me tell you. I had an office at the Chicago Athletic Club where I was a member. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, every week I had to have, and and that was, those were kind of like what I do now, personal stories about people, but they would all tie into the neighborhood. Hooli in the Hood, that was the name of the column. Exactly. Um, So I got to explore Lots of neighborhoods I had never been to before and met the people, and it was a blast. I just had a blast. Well, you have a facility. There is that old Irish storytelling thing about huh. you where you are an engaging Thank person you. to talk to, but you're also curious, too. You want to know people's stories. Yeah. And you're not, and it's not just, I don't think, it's not just for material. You know, you're a you're you're a bar stool kind of guy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I say that with high praise <laughs> that you want to hear stories that other people and that that's a vanishing, an increasingly vanishing way of communication now. I mean, Twitter, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Twitter and Facebook and the ways AI, of, yeah, exactly, yeah, and the scary. ways in which we communicate. Talk to me. I'm going to talk to me about you've got the. Last half of the book, I would say, is uh, is uh, profiles of yes. people like. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Skinny Sheehan. Well, I've known Skinny Sheehan for too long. You did a radio show with. We him? We had a radio show for almost ten years, Skinny and Hooli show. What's the seed of that friendship? What's the seed of your uh, friendship? Just probably politics and hanging around and Southside Irish and. Um, I don't remember how I met Skinny, but. I, I do know that we the first time we met we went over to the Billy Goat <laughs> had a couple of beers, um, but I you know his brothers about he has like five brothers and I have five brothers and uh, very similar backgrounds and uh, oh I I was doing special events for the State of Illinois building when I first moved oh, back okay, sure, here from sure. New York. I got a gig, thanks to my old friend George Ryan. I got a gig as the special events director for the State of Illinois building. And that's when everyone was complaining, it's too hot, and Helmut Jan, we hate him. And I said, why don't we do ethnic events? So that's what we started doing. And then Skinny was right across the street doing Doing special special events events for for the the city. city of Chicago, yeah. So we that's probably that was your that was your bond. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. he's quite a wonderful guy. He is is quite a wonderful guy. You did a radio show with him for a long time. Ten years, yeah. And we went to Ireland several times and I'm trying to get him to go again. Yeah. You how how many years have you done that Irish trip? Last year was my eleventh trip. Wow. Yeah. Tell people about that, because I think I've been to Ireland once, and uh, it, it's such a lovely, tempting country that I'm surprised I didn't stay there. It's a preview of heaven. That's yep. what I think. Well, Skinny, when, when Skinny and I were on the radio, we thought, let's do a trip to Ireland. Our listeners can come with us. We don't have to drive, you know, be on a bus. And a, a tour operator pitched us on the whole idea, and we got about 40 people, most of them from the south side, and we just had a blast. We yeah. went all over Ireland, and... Uh, just misbehaving and acting crazy. And, uh, and then we started bringing a, a performer with us. Actually, the first year was Kathleen Keene, this young, oh, wow. gorgeous uh, yeah. Irish fiddler. And then we had Katie Grennan. Uh, we also, now we have uh, Emer Arkins, who is a just outstanding All-Ireland fiddling champion, dancer, singer. Uh, she's a lilter. She speaks Irish. She's from County Clare. Her father was the mayor of... Uh, Ennis, mm. uh, she's a delight, and she's been with us twice, and she'll be going with us again this 
When's your October, next, when's your October. Next trip? October? We always go in October. Rates are a little better then. It's not too... The weather's pretty good. Yeah, it's a blast. How do people find out about that? What is your... You, you have a number of websites. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, hibernianmedia.org is and the that, main one. That everything's will, that on will there. Be, that's the, yeah, everything's the, on that's there. That's the gateway drug yes, exactly. to my cool land. Yeah, the gateway right? drug. Yes. Hibernianmedia.com. The ga- dot org. Dot org. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry. The <laughs> gateway drug to... Uh, oh, here you have a piece about... Uh, a name that will resonate with oh, yeah. Johnny Latner. Yeah, what Talk a guy. Talk to me about him. It's uh, a very fond piece. It, hey. Right here, it begins, he flirted with Marilyn Monroe, mm. graced the cover of Time magazine, and went to early morning mass every day. That right there. Is, oh, that's where I met him. How could you not keep yeah. reading that piece? Yes, he was a terrific guy. And he and a great football player. Oh, and yeah. he he owned a saloon and everything. I mean, he was everything. And that story he told me about Marilyn Monroe is just he was uh, playing for Notre Dame, and they were out in Southern California, and somebody from the studio they were doing a they drive by night or think of Barbara Stanwyck, Marilyn Monroe, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, and and they got in him and like five other guys from the football team were invited out to meet Marilyn Monroe. Of course, they almost killed each other trying to get there. <laughs> and she hung out with them, and he just anyway. So uh, when I was writing for the Sun Times, I had a column before we did Hooli in the Hood. Uh, Michael Cook said, "Do a St. Patrick's Day diary thing, like one for every day of the week," which I did. I did seven of them. A countdown to St. Patrick's Day, and one of them, and they were once again people. But I said Johnny Latner was the leader of the parade. He used to have the sure, banner sure, of St. Sure. Patrick and everything. So we did one with him, and he told me some great stories. And by that time, I knew him from seeing him at mass every day. He's just a terrific guy, and uh, he also hang now, out. Did on, you go to mass every day? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow, you uh, still? No, because it's not as easy as it, you know. I was. It was. I had a house. It was. I could ride my bike over there. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a long what story. church? It was St. Luke's in River Forest. Mm. Now Johnny lived uh, west of there, but he came. You know, it was a six thirty in the morning mass. Mm. There were a lot of great characters there. Um, it was a great way to start the day, and it, and it still is. And and my latest parish is in uh, Berwyn, St. Odillo's. I had a good friend there, Father Tony Branken, but. Excuse me. It's meeting Johnny was just terrific, and he used to hang out in Kevels, which is a bar in Forest Park, and they tore it down. And I live in the building that it's there now. Wow. Frank Kevel ran it. My kids both tended bar there, so he was great to my kids and an amazing guy, Johnny Latner. Yeah, you know, I've always been intrigued. Maybe you can answer this question in the three minutes before we take a break. It, why do people? Why do some people, the most devout, I guess, go to mass every day? You know who used to? Buddy Charles, famous for playing the piano at the yeah. Coke Door and yeah. Acorn on Oak. Yeah. What What is it about starting the day that way that so inspires people to do that every day? Did Richard J. Daly go to mass every day? I I, I don't know. Yeah. If he did, it would have been Nativity. Yeah. Right. Right. In, in right. 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 But it's a, there's a validation to it. You know, and there's also a little society of the same people every day, and it's early in the morning. It's a great way to start the day. Um, but that was a different era, too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
in a different well in a different generation too. yes absolutely a different generation and probably a different church as well yeah, um, yeah exactly yeah. exactly but i've always been intrigued by uh by that and the purpose actually of i got a funny story about a guy a guy who who was on the spectrum or something, right? Yeah. And he would... I wrote about it in one of my books. And he would come in... Do we have time for this? Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. so yeah. he would come in and he would shout out the answers to the prayers. And also with you, he'd scream it out. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you, nuts? Well, it turns out he was nuts for a guy. And um, I didn't know. And, you know, there was regular guys. And we'd say, what do you got to do something about this guy? Because the priest would be scared yeah, this, sure. this idiot would be screaming so we finally said let's talk to the guy after mass and he said he just started f-bombing us and 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 i thought well he won't be bad but he came back <laughs> so i called the cops the river force police and said this guy's nuts he's disturbing the mass you got to do something about it okay and uh the guy shows up, and this huge cop came in. I'll never forget it. And this guy's going, also oh, with you. And he, all, I don't remember all the things, but he, every response was screamed. And the priest would be freaked out. This cop taps him on the shoulder. Come with me. And that was the end of that? Well, they... Finish the story after okay. the news. All right. This yeah. is too good Sorry. a story. Yeah. Too good a story yeah. to... Uh, to clip off uh the news is coming up and we will be back and mike hulan will tell you the rest of the story welcome back i have another joyful half hour with uh, mike hulan the author most recently of chicago irish mythology it's a collection of stories he has written for many places uh including johncast.com and uh, the echo and the irish times and god knows who else uh he was in the middle of a story huh? about a, a fascinating man who would scream during early morning mass yeah i used to go to six thirty mass at st luke's on river forest every yeah. day and th- this was for years i did and one day this guy just showed up and there was probably a good 70 80 people there every uh morning and and he was there was something wrong with him obviously he was on the spectrum or something but he would shout out the responses you know <laughs> and also with you and it got ridiculous. The, he, our father, he would scream. The our father was like someone screaming out this uh, L, on the L. Next stop, and it was like that. Our father, what? And so, and it began to trouble the uh, the priest, the priest too. Yeah. too. So, myself and a couple of other guys in the parish said, we tried to stop the guy and say, "Hey, can we talk to you?" Get you know, he give us the f word. Yeah, sure, and take off. And, and then he wouldn't show How up. How old a guy was he? He was probably 40, okay. 50. Um, anyway, I got. I, when, when I saw him come in one morning. I went, here, it's going to happen. So I called. The, I had my phone on me. Yeah. I went outside. I called 911. Mm-hmm. And I knew it would hook me up to River Force. I said, that guy is here, blah, blah, blah. And they go, okay. So this huge cop walks in, and the guy's kneeling and he's doing his thing and all of a sudden the cop i look at the cop and i go you're only gonna know who it is you can see right away the problem he taps the guy on the shoulder takes him outside and we don't know what happened so mass ends and i come out and the and the cops are, i said did you get him he goes well they're pulling him over right now because he used to drive every day 
will you identify him? I went, yeah. I was so pissed <laughs> off. So I got in a car with the cop, and they, 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 they got him pulled over. And they go, is that him? I go, that's him. That's the guy. I'm like, all right, you got to come back to the station with us. I'm like, well, for what? Yeah. Well, you got to, you know, you're going to make a complaint about this guy. I went, oh, okay. So they put me in a waiting room, and they got they got him in another room, and I start thinking, what am I doing? You know. Yeah. And I caught a glimpse of myself, like in this room, in the in the <coughs> glass, and I went, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to yell about somebody about because they're different. I'm different too. Right. So I wanted to i couldn't get out i was like trapped in this room me, where they uh what question people i'm banging on the night i started freaking out let me out of here yeah let me out of here and the guy goes what is it and i went i'm not doing this he goes what i said nah you know what let it go let it be. yeah let it be we'll figure a way out but i don't want to press charges against some guy but we never saw the guy again wow yeah which is sad and then someone told me later well he was off his meds or whatever but I never forgot him until you mentioned him. And he is in one of your other books. You think yes, that, that, he is. Story that story is, is in, is in one there. Of your I other can't even books. remember the name of it. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. so many good stories in the Chicago Irish mythology, maybe 30 some stories about some of Chicago's great characters, the legendary and lovely Catherine O'Connell. Oh, yeah. Uh, who is, you know, sung at. at more wakes and weddings. Than... I was talking to James B. Strong. He read the book, and yeah. he wants her to sing at his funeral. I said, that could be any day now, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, at Maggie Daly's funeral. I mean, she is. Yeah. It's a tough thing, but she does it She does it with great style. She sang at Maureen O'Hara's funeral. Yeah. Amazingly. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And a lot of good people. You're having a party, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Castopalooza on Thursday night. Thursday night at... Ken's Restaurant on Western. 10522 Southwestern Avenue. Why did I know Ken's Restaurant? I know every other place on that street. Uh, Probably Uh, the best... Well, it's an older crowd. It's not... Yeah. uh, But... What do you think I am? A teenager? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, Jackie, his uncle owned it, and then he took it over. And, you know, he was in the bar business for years. His dad and his uncle owned Casto's Buffet, where my dad hung out. So we used to, you know, that was any time. Even when I was living in New York, I would go to Ken's and hang out with Casto. So just an amazing character. And he died five years ago on that date, May 4th. Wow. And his friends are legion. One of the greatest funerals I ever went to. And Billy McGann uh, did the eulogy because he was his cousin. Mm. And he had known him since he was one. And when they were 19 years old, they won a lot of money gambling, of course, on football. And they decided, let's go to Vegas. We're hot. And they thought they thought they could That drive. is literally the stupidest idea <laughs> in history. They start yeah. driving to yeah. Vegas yeah. at 3 in the morning. But they somehow eventually said, we better take a plane. It's a great story. And, and Billy... Gave it to me, and he's going to, at the party, he's going to do it again. Oh, wow. wow. I'll never forget, at the funeral, the place is packed at Christ the King. And it's a great, but it's a long story about how they were playing craps. They're only 19, 20 years old. And, of course, they get wiped out again. They have no money, and they got a call home, and somebody's dad knows a guy who knows a guy who runs the casino. and Just just terrific oh, story. Uh, it is. Yeah. This takes place Thursday from 6 to 8 at yes. 10522 Southwestern Avenue, where you can get copies of... Uh, 
of Mike's book and actually probably meet some of the people. Oh, absolutely, profiled, yes. I, I see Charlie Carey's coming. I know Skinny will be there. Uh, a lot of the people who are in the book will also be there. Yeah. We are going to, and I'm telling you again, I promised to read that poem. The, oh, okay. The, the one poem in the book. Uh, this is sort of the appetizer for Mike's next book, which will be a collection of poetry. Uh I also want to talk about the the Irish American Film Festival that oh, Mike good. has been yeah. running for how many years now? Nine, it'll be our ninth year. Is it really yeah. nine years? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. When we come back, we will talk Irish American Film Festival. You will hear me read a poem, and we will uh, hear from Mike about uh, about this coming upcoming party. So stay tuned. Welcome back. Mike Houlihan went to get some water, and he got lost, but. <laughs> He is a poet of the first rank. Here is the poem that graces his latest book, Chicago Irish Mythology. It is called Valentine for Charlotte. She saw her grandma and grandpa with ashes on their head. I want an ashtray too, she said. So we gave her some of ours. It didn't make her happy. She sat and pouted. Ashes from a priest is what the little girl wanted. Not secondhand blessings, the kind that could be doubted. So maybe a valentine would make this little darling smile. Some special joy for Charlotte. Our gift of hearts for topping off her pile. A simple note to let her know she's loved. Wishing her so many blessings from above. A memory to share with her kids when she's a mommy too. Then she'll know the way we feel. A family full of grace with love that has no measure, and how no matter where we roam, she'll always be our treasure. That's a very sweet poem. You know sir. what? You reading it now just made it worthwhile. That's a, that's I gotta a very, tell you, very, I'm going to have her listen to that. That's a very, very <laughs> sweet poem, and she's a doll. How old is she? She's 13, wow. going on 30. <laughs> Aren't they all? She's a kid. Aren't they Character. all? Yeah. Uh, once again, the, the book is titled Chicago Irish Mythology. It's a fabulous collection of 30-some quite short yeah. profiles of people. Well, they're all 700. Some of them some real. Ones, yeah. Some of them real. Some of yeah, them exactly. not. Uh, some of them not. Some of them mythological. Ferocious <laughs> Frank. Uh, Mike has, for the last nine years, been... The putting on the one and only Irish American Film Festival in the world. Yes, uh, I have been the surprising. official uh, official biographer are, of it, yeah. and I have seen some remarkable, remarkable films. Are you starting to ask for submissions oh, yeah. now? Yes, and, and it's funny because uh, it's never easy. The hardest part is finding an Irish American film, and it's like, why aren't more? Irish American filmmakers proud of the connection, yeah, because of Cagney yeah. and uh, Hugh O'Brien, you know, all these uh, uh, Pat O'Brien and all those great characters from the '30s who, when Irish American films were hot, uh, that's the the reason I started it. I now, want to revive that film, like the Martin Scorsese's The Irishman, is being representative. Uh, of, no, yeah, I'm I don't. Joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Of course, yeah. not a bad film. It was like no, no, four hours bad. long. Yeah, but, right, right, yeah. right. But uh, as I said in the Irish Echo, if your name is Scorsese or Tarantino, you can't get in this film festival. <laughs> that's right. You we don't be, want you. you gotta, yeah. yeah, we don't want you. We, you got to be Irish American. <laughs> uh, but then we also screen. Uh, Two out of the three are films from Ireland. Yeah. Uh, 
which are a lot of fun to find and meet. And the beauty of it is we bring the filmmakers here. We fly them in. We put them up at the Hilton, which has been a sponsor for since we started. And, you know, the, on the magnificent mile, and right. treat them like kings, and they love it. And they have really, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I've yeah. talked to some of them uh, yeah. during my many years of covering this thing. They really, really enjoy it. And some of the films have been, uh, I think, some of the best movies I've ever seen. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, and and developed relationships with the filmmakers. Like Mark O'Connor is a good friend. He's made like two or three great films. Actually, there's a story in the book. He asked me to be the producer on a thing they were shooting in Cannes for a week. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and no, I there's thought, a picture of you in yes, here. Hold on, hold and on. And I hold thought, on. God, that'd be great, and they're going to pay my way, and I'd be in a villa with all these hot chicks and bikinis and drinking. And, and then I went, am I nuts? <laughs> I can't do that. I'd go, you know, and so my fantasy I wrote about, uh, Yank producer runs amok yeah, in Yeah, I'm con. looking for it. Yeah, you're, you're not in a bathing suit, but you're close. You're <laughs> yes, close. Yeah. You're close. You're close. Uh, um, anyway, so that's because I knew Mark O'Connor. I met him at our festival, you know. He made a great film called Cardboard Gangsters. Um, another guy that we met who was the star of Cardboard Gangsters is John Connors, who is oh, an yeah, Irish we, traveler yeah. and quite a character in his own right and a great actor. And we had him in here one year. And uh, it was in January because of COVID, and he couldn't come. So we switched it to January, and, and we did it at the Irish American Heritage Center and at Siskel and Gaelic Park. And he came with his producer and went nuts all weekend. Yeah, how do you and, mean? Yeah, define, uh, define he, nuts. No, he likes to party. Let me uh-huh, put it that way. Uh-huh, and boy, uh-huh. did he. Uh, but it was very, very funny. Uh, and we had a great day. We bonded. You know, well, it's quite one of the, the great things, as you said. You you fly in the filmmakers, uh, sometimes a director and stars, sometimes uh, a star. Yeah, and you allow the audience to meet these yes. people. Not just it's not some you know drab question and answer session. No, you're going to party with them on stage. Yeah, yeah. You, you will have the a crack is mighty. With them. I'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, when when is it coming? It's going to be uh, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Where at the Wilmette Theater in Wilmette? Uh, have you found you moved out of the Cisco? Uh, we moved center. out like three, three years, years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, just COVID and everything made it impossible. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and and now I like bringing it to the audience. Like in Wilmette, there's a pretty good Irish American community. We can bring it right to them, which we did last year. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. What about your own filmmaking career? You have made a couple. Yeah. Maybe more than a couple. <laughs> yeah. But you have made a couple really good movies. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. You did I love a, making you did a, Well, you did a movie about the St. Patrick's Day Queen. Oh, yeah. Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah. yeah. That was a documentary about... Actually, uh, we followed two or three different queen contests and the queens. and those, That was fun. Well, and then the other one, going back to... To Ireland. In Search of Weeping Jim. Yep. That's about the father of the Chicago flag, uh, Alderman uh, James Ambrose Kearns, who was a grandfather of an old friend of mine, and we went and did, went and found his home and his relatives, and oh, we had a blast, i got to tell you, and found out all this stuff about him. and He, he immigrated to Chicago when he was 13. Yeah. And yeah. then became an alderman, and a, uh, he was big, big deal. But he's the guy that is responsible for the flag. And uh, 
So we had a lot of fun with that, and we put that film in the festival. I have no qualms about putting my own films in the festival. No, I, I, yeah, I no, seriously, I, I don't have any problems with that either. Um, I'm, I'm as stunned as you are that there aren't, you know, after the first one. Yeah. Then I wrote about it saying, hey, this is the first and only yeah. Irish American Film Festival in the world. I thought you would be swamped with entries in succeeding years. It's not the case. I mean, entry, no, you're right. You're very, you're picky about them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you pick yeah, three films, good films, basically. Yeah. Three, yeah. and you screen them over three consecutive nights. But, uh, and the ones I've seen, roundly terrific, too. Thank you. Some documentary, some most, some feature, most yeah. features. Yeah, the film I'm working on now is came out of the radio show. We have a radio show that it's all about Irish first responders, and we've met so many great cops, Irish cops, and they all got great stories. We've been videotaping them. We have 200 interviews with cops. Wow! And in this crazy era we live in, where there are people are blaming the cops and all this other stuff. They, you're celebrating them. Absolutely, they are the most. They are the modern day equivalent of our Irish mythological warriors. Mm. So that's the next film. I just have to get all that footage to put together, and uh, it's going to be a, a serious editing job too. Yes, it will, and be. it will not be knowing you. It will not just be talking head after talking no. head after talking head. No. You won't. We're going to get show. historical for, for you know everything, <clears throat> music. I love the, you know, you got to have the Irish music in there. and Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You seem to ever, whenever we're together, you seem incredibly, you must have some down days, but you seem incredibly pleased with the kind of frenetic <laughs> life you've, frenetic creative life that you have. It beats working. <laughs> sort of. Uh, yes. That was one of my favorite books, Robert Mitchum's autobiography. It sure beats work, and that was the name of it. He was one of my favorite actors. Uh, yes. Uh, it, it's fun. I'm having fun. And, and the older I get, the more crazy I get. And I'm just. The yeah. beauty of it is nobody can say no to me. <laughs> that, you know, well, you don't yeah. like it? I'll do it myself. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you've been supported by your, your wife and your kids. Absolutely, too, yeah. What are your boys doing now? They have their uh, own radio show, right? They have their own radio show, The Hoolies Hooli. It's on every Saturday night from 7 to 8 on WSBC. But it's also, our radio shows are now on Global Irish Radio, which is streaming online all over the world, G-I-R dot I-E. And you can listen to this anytime. Yeah. I mean, well, now it's the podcast. You just go to hibernianradio.org and the, all the shows are there. Actually, the history of all the shows going back three, four years, my sons have been on almost 10 years. God, wow. Uh, you can listen to all those shows. Um, so we're also looking at building a platform for all that stuff. We have so much content. Uh, we want to build a Hibernian media platform of films, radio shows, books, music, books, books, everything. Yeah, books, and it can all go on there. And and Patty has a million great ideas about. Well, I don't want to give them all away, but they, they would yeah, fit the perfectly. People, people will steal them. Yeah, uh, and don't think they won't. <laughs> but uh, yes, w- w- there's a venue for all that stuff uh, if we can find the money. 
Get the money. Everything else is nonsense. You know who said that? Marty O'Connor. Remember Marty O'Connor? Sure, sure. He used to always say to me, get the money. Everything else is nonsense. Yes. Well, here, Mike Houlihan and I hoping for a, uh, a good Chicago over the next few years so he can continue to do what he does. Thank you, pal. Uh, Thank you for your support. No, don't be silly. I, you know, I, th- I think your writing is great. I, I, you write. Are you still writing occasionally for JohnCast.com? Yes, but I, I have to be. The last time some woman wrote a thing, she said, "Why don't you put a bullet in your head?" I said, "Take it easy, You're honey." You're kidding? No, it got serious. Let me tell you. <laughs> God. Uh, well, at least and right. I sent it to Cass. He goes, she sounds upset. I said, Jackie, what do you think? She's going to kill me. <laughs> coming, but, uh, I have to pick and choose my topics. <laughs> coming up, ladies and gentlemen, I will have six, count them, six filmmakers in here to talk about a documentary they have made about the famous Bug House Square. Oh, wow. Six young people, and cool. I want to know. They couldn't have ever met Studs, but they seem to have been inspired by Studs. And then after that, I'll have former Tribune star reporter Charlie Madigan in here talking about his first novel. Wow. But, Mike Houlihan, you've been a joy. You, Thank you, pal. You're an ongoing joy for God me. God bless you. Again, the party is at... Uh, Ken's Restaurant, 10522 Southwestern Avenue, Thursday night, May 4th. Join us. You'll have a blast. Thank you. Be there.